You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Masterclass. And we are talking Christmas carols. Now, before we introduce our guest, I mean, I'm going to share about... Um, why Christmas carols are so, so special to me, having grown up going to an Anglican school where we had a nativity play every year and music was such a big part of what we did, be it in the marimba, in the marimba group or in the folk group or in the choir, Christmas carols were everything, literally everything. So all of those melodies have been living in me for years. And being a choir girl representing the province, representing the country, they, th- those carols were a big part of our repertoires. So for me, um, there is just something so special. Yes, I know you all love Mariah Carey All I Want for Christmas, but that is not a classic. That is like 25 years old. We're talking things that go way, way back. And and all of those songs. So for this masterclass, we're really going to be delving into what the songs are about, why they're so special, maybe where they originated, because we might assume that they are English songs and maybe they are not. But our guest is joining us today. Um, he is Richard Koch, conductor and music entrepreneur. Richard, I'm so excited to have you um, to have this conversation because I've been saying to the team, I want to talk about Christmas carols. Well, and thank you for having me here. It's lovely to talk about them. It's one of my favorite times of year. And I've done probably 10 or more Christmas concerts already this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So all over, from Hroblesdal to Benoni to Hermanus, yes. Somerset West, Cape Town, Jogler. Yes, oh, fantastic. Yeah. And it's a good time of year. Definitely is. And what, what I absolutely love, um, you know, I think we performed Christmas carols with the great Mimi Kutzer and is that they accommodate soloists and choirs. They accommodate all different types of arrangements and they never get old. Every year somebody is releasing a Christmas album with that same song. And you know what's good about Christmas? The message is always positive. Definitely always we're positive. We're surrounded by lots of nonsense, but Christmas is positive. So maybe share with us. I mean, I touched on um, my background and the fact that being an Anglican school, um, a, a big, you know, it, Christmas was a big deal. The the whole f- um, story of Jesus's birth and obviously the music accommodating that a, a nativity play. Um, you have the ones, the songs that are specifically Jesus related, and then you have the songs that are not necessarily um, Jesus sort of related. Secular, secular yes, yes, yeah, like Jingle Bells. Yes, yeah. yes. There we go. So I want to make that our starting point to say. Which are the carols that came first? And did, did many of them actually originate as hymns in, in the church? Yeah, so carols are quite ancient. They go back to probably about 1500. And, you know, we often think that carols are only associated with Christmas. Mm. But they're not. There are Easter carols. There are harvest carols. There are lots of carols. Carol just meant a dancing song originally yes. because uh, most of them originated as dancers. And um, when they started things like the mystery plays in the Middle Ages, they would intersperse them with music where the people could dance also. And that's where carols actually started. They were round dances where people could join in. I actually didn't know that because yeah. in my ma- mind, when I think carolers, it is always singing. Yeah. 
Well, it it probably involved singing as well. Yes. Uh, but carols, the, the original meaning of a carol is a, like a round dance. Yes. But uh, obviously a lot of Christmas carols have dancing rhythms. Yes. Um, and so the, the connection to dancing goes way back. But it was really, uh, you know, and carols have... Church music and Christmas music particularly has been banned many times over the years by the Puritans or whoever. They thought there was too much singing and dancing, <laughs> so they clapped it. You're too happy. You're too happy. <laughs> yeah, we got, you know, religion went through that very serious period. Yes. Or has been over many years, this mm. up and down. Uh, but I think one of the good things about carols is that we said they were positive. They're also happy. And they involve cheerfulness and wanting to dance because it's the lord of the dance i yes. bet you sang that in your <laughs> choir too. probably yes yeah, yes it's that sort of feeling of of wanting to have fun and dance and and of course christmas is a celebratory time where we can sing and dance and eat and all those things that go with celebration so when you think back in your own personal musical journey which which was the very first carol if you can recall that you actually learned? I can tell you, the very first one that I sang, I suspect, was once in Royal David City. Ah. Oh. As a, a little boy singing, you know, the first verse. Mm. Um, because there was a, a lady, I was away at boarding school, and there was a lady, I, and I was far from home. Yes. And I used to go out for the weekends with another family, and she's, one day she said to me, can you sing? And she taught me that once in Royal David City, and then I sang it at the school carol service as, you know, by myself. First wow. Verse, yeah. uh, many places do this. The verse one is sung by a boy yes. or a, a young girl, and then the rest of the choir joins in. That's the first one I remember singing. And, and what do you understand about um, that particular carol, Once in Royal David City? Well, it tells a story, of course, and, and many carols tell a story. If you think of while shepherds watch their flocks by night, that's yes. all the story of the shepherds on the hillside. Once in Royal David City tells the story of uh, Bethlehem, how the birth took place there. And as we were saying earlier, there are lots of Christmas carols which tell the story or are sacred. But there are also many nowadays which are secular Christmas carols, like Jingle bells, all I want for Christmas is, is you, you. <laughs> and all that stuff. And Santa Claus is coming to town. Yes. Although Santa Claus is actually the modern name for Saint Niklaus. Yes. Uh, but it's become commercialized now. So, and that's another very interesting thing. You know, people always love Boney M, or, and you hear it in the shopping centers on and on and on because Christmas and Christmas carols have become commercialized now because yes. it's big business. Definitely. And, and as you were saying, people like to put out a new album at Christmas time because they know it's going to sell. It, it will sell. If, yeah. I mean, I, I personally, your, your Michael Bublé, any version of anything that he does, he could just do covers for the release covers for the rest of his career and he'll be fine. Yeah, and Josh Grober, Nat King Cole, all of them, they yes. like to latch on to Christmas carols because it's good for sales. Definitely, definitely yeah. is. So just to come back to what you were saying um, about, um, you know, the non-secular yeah. um, uh, Christmas carols that many of them tell the stories from different perspectives yes. around um, <clears throat> um, Jesus's birth. I mean, I recall 
We Three Kings. Yes. And um, for, 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 for us, in, it, it was just such like, I, I think about the We Three Kings um, being so dark. To me, it sounded very, the chords are quite dark. It sounded very, the melody sounded very medieval to me. Uh, it does, but actually it's a, it's a relatively modern tune, funny enough, but it's in a minor key, which is unusual. We three kings of Orient are Bearing gifts we traverse afar Field and fountain, moor and mountain Following yonder star you but when you was. get to that star, then it, go, oh, oh, then it star goes in a major key. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So t- tell us about some of those, because you're saying that's a new one. When the composers were composing those type of melodies, to me, that We Three Kings is just, it, it gives me feelings of dark medieval times, yeah. except it gets a bit more cheerful in, in the chorus. Yes. The composers, I mean, were they commissioned to do these songs by by some king who said, I want you to cheer me up, go and write? You know, I think a lot of Christmas carols uh, grew up from, say, 1850 onwards. When when Christmas started to become a popular, and I mean that in the best sense, popular festival, when people started having Christmas trees in their houses, and I think a lot of it came from Germany uh, and and. Christmas trees and decorations on the trees, all that sort of stuff that, that happened. And it became a popular festival. And it, it caught the imagination of people. And people started sending Christmas cards yes. to each other. to Because it was a time of sharing goodwill, yes. I think. Yes. And composers, there are hundreds and thousands of Christmas carols. Composers like to write Christmas carols because, of course, they get performed. Uh, and every composer wants to have something performed. So uh, carols like that Hopkins that you mentioned, We Three Kings, is probably from 1860, 1880, somewhere around there, um, when that sort of uh, Christmas music became more and more popular. So what I would like to do is get started with our first carol. I'm uh-huh. going to surprise you. Surprise me. I'm going to surprise you. And, and, and what I am hoping, um, obviously, all of you that are listening, 11 883 702 And I'm sure many of you attend Mass on Christmas. Um, this year, uh, Christmas is going to be on a Sunday. It will be nice and big. It is the first Christmas in a while without any COVID or lockdown restrictions at all, which means you can be headed there with your hymn books, those of you um, that maybe have stories to share about the fact that actually you you are part of a Christmas choir. You get together just to prepare for the Christmas Mass and you find it super, super special um, uh, whether you are Catholic or whatever it is. Share with us what some of those carols are, um, why it is that they are special to you. But to start, our first one, and we've already mentioned this artist, Josh Groban being a phenomenal tenor. Ah, oh, holy night. Oh, night divine. Ah, oh, night divine. Oh, night divine. And I just want to tell you, I've just been doing this song in Cape Town. I had 10 tenors, Mzansi tenors. Yes. A choir of 90 and an orchestra. It was unbelievable. Oh. Yeah, actually, it's on somewhere on Facebook. It was unbelievable. This 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 one in particular gives me 
such goosebumps yeah. just once you get into that build up of the repeat of the own oh, night yeah night divine and i know there are versions where they sing noel um it, it, talk to me about the interchanging of lyrics and what you you usually choose to go with well this this one is quite interesting because it was originally written in french Mm. Uh, by a composer called Adolf Adam. Mm. He wrote the ballet music for Giselle. Oh. So, and there are not many pieces by him. Giselle and this Cantique de Noël, it was known as originally. But I've always done it in English translation, uh, O Holy Night. Yes, yes. Uh, and it works extremely well. And it's very, very popular. It's always like I put it towards the end of the program because yes. it comes to a big climax. And people do. People came to me after the concert and they said, woo, it gave us goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps, like even now, because I think about, you know, also the vocal range of some of these songs are not that easy to tackle. I mean, this... Um, as a as a tenor, Josh Groban has the range to get that divine yeah. at the end. And the one we did goes up to a top B flat for the tenor, which is even higher than Josh Groban. Quite a oh, bit higher. Wow. And it gives, you know, when it sort of quivers in the yes. air, it's very special. And the crowd went crazy. I probably shouldn't be saying this right, but I'm biased. I prefer hearing like the tenor vocal range on a song like this as opposed to your soprano and maybe because some of the syllables on the notes are a bit piercing yes i know what you can mean. you help can you help us understand what i'm saying yeah, well because they are they're much higher than yes. a soprano so they are more uh well you say piercing it's they're at a higher pitch and yes. they're more shrill if you like yes uh but uh, i mean a good soprano good tenor they're both good, okay? I mean, I don't want to you know, offend any sopranos. <laughs> Your sopranos are listening, saying yeah. you better not you, agree no, with I'm it. <laughs> it's a personal taste thing. It's a okay. personal taste thing, yes. And yeah. I and I think um, like what you're saying by explaining that it actually was originally French, but the English ended up becoming more popular yeah, yeah. than the works, original it lyrics. It works very well in yes, English. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and of course, you know, a lot of people around the world do speak English, so it makes it a bit easier if, you, if you've got an English carol which can be sung in many countries. But there are some carols which are becoming popular, which are in other languages. Think of Feliz Navidad. Mm. Feliz Navidad. Yes! Feliz Navidad. Yes! Feliz Navidad. Prospero Anno Felicidad has become really popular. Yes. And I did it in my concerts around the place as well because it's, it's very catchy. The audience can even join in. And I think one of the things you were talking about that, you know, nativity plays and so on, little kids can sing carols. Adults can sing carols. Anybody can sing carols. And they're very catchy, a lot of them. So let me ask you, is there a relationship between Twinkle Twinkle and the birth of Jesus? You mean the tune? Yeah, as in the nursery rhyme. Because yeah. I just thought about it now. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Is it in any ways related to the star? That uh, were followed by okay, the three I've, kings. To be honest, I've never thought of that. I, I just, the only yeah. reason I thought about it now is because that's what my son's class, I mean, they're all under yes. two, sang for their Christmas con- concert. And then I just had the thought, hey, yeah. is it the same star? Yeah, you know, you can make the connections if you want to. And you can 
write new words. People can write new words yes. and add them to old tunes. Yes. This is the good thing. Christmas is the season of goodwill. You can always do whatever you like. And um, I must admit, much as I love um, Josh Groban's version, Mariah Carey did do a number on Oh Holy Night. She yeah. she really, and they added obviously some of those pop elements. Um, for me, other than All I Want for Christmas being the yeah. Christmas anthem of, of modern times, those of you that love Christmas carols, that is a Christmas album I would say one should listen to. Yeah, and the other thing about Christmas carols is that you can have uh, pop versions of them, light versions. You can have much more serious versions. If you think one of the most popular uh, programs on uh, the TV for 50 years or something has been Nine Lessons and Carols from King's College, Cambridge, which is serious. Yes. This is not jokey Jingle bells, all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> yes. This is serious with, with religious messages like a church service. Yes. So there's a wide range of Christmas material which anyone can enjoy. So if you like the more poppy stuff, you've got it. If you like the more serious stuff, you've got it. If you want Bach, you can have Bach. I was talking to, there's a young tenor from South Africa, um, Siabonga Makungo, mm -hmm. who lives in Berlin now. And mm. I said, what are you doing for Christmas? He said, ah. Christmas is so serious here. He's a singer. <laughs> yes. And he said they do Bach and Jauchzet Frohlocket and yes. all these, the Bach Christmas oratoria. He says it's not fun like it is with you in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for us, we really like have zero rules. Yeah. Even when it comes to, like you say, your, your orchestras, you can, you know, add the percussion, add yeah. a different rhythm, change up the arrangements. Yeah. And we do. We have a wide range of Christmas music in, well, maybe all around the world, but in my concerts, we have a wide range. Serious ones, light ones, pop ones. So here's another classic that uh, some of you may know as a jazz icon of note. His daughter was also famously a singer. May both their souls rest in peace. This one, ah, how can we not know? Silent Night, Nat King Cole. Masterclass. And we continue with our masterclass on Christmas carols. Before we went to the ad break, uh, we played Nat King Cole performing Silent Night. Our guest is conductor and music entrepreneur Richard um, Cock, who is in studio with us. And I'm just thinking to myself, because I did invite all of you to sing Christmas carols, give us a call 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line 072 before we chat about Silent Night and that beautiful version, here are some voice notes. Thank you for this masterclass today. You just made my Christmas. I'm also a singer. I'm not 75, but I still wow. sing. Eh? Beautiful. Yeah. And you also have a very beautiful voice. It's the second time I hear you sing. You, Girl, you have a voice. But thanks for the Christmas carols. And Merry Christmas to Richard Cock. Thank you for the beautiful music throughout the years. I used to sing in a choir, I still sing in my church choir, Go Methodist, Bethesda, but I'm from Mutlaken. I used to sing in the Mutlaken choir. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And keep singing, it will keep you young. Hi, Rile Bukhile. I really love Christmas carols, but I was thinking. As South Africans, we're always singing about the snow and the reindeers, stuff like that, which we're not really familiar with. 
how about us doing Christmas carols that are South African, that um, fit with our lifestyle? Mm. That would be interesting. Thank you so much. So let's start on that question. Obviously, um, these famous carols speak of the Northern Hemisphere's lifestyle, um, even, you know, in the malls, if you go there, the decorations have fake snow. So maybe we need a touch of reality that our Christmases are hot. Okay, <laughs> I've got a very good answer to that because that is something that concerns us yes. as musicians. And over the years, we, with my choirs, we've mm. commissioned a lot of South African Christmas carols. Mm. And in fact, we sang quite a few at our Christmas carol concerts now. There's a beautiful one called... Uh, come Africa, there's uh, uh, there are lots of South African. Mm. Come Colors Rise is a beautiful one which was commissioned in '95, uh, which is performed all around the world now by a Cape Town composer Grant McLaughlin. My wife wrote a beautiful one. Ron Gill, good friend of mine, we sang one of my wife's and one of his real African mm. Christmas carols in our concerts this year. There are quite a few, but of course people prefer the the old favorites you know yes. and i was just you were talking about silent night and nat king cole and that's uh, very appropriate this year because it was first performed in austria in a small church in the mountains and they they didn't have the guy to pump the organ or the electricity or something yes. it was sort of you know an escom moment so he got out his guitar and he sang stille nacht as it was mm. in german and that carol actually has gone around the world in all languages you find it now with that tune uh in the concert that we did we sang it in closer busuku obutle uh so there are there it appears in many languages so there are carols which have been south africanized or there are really south african carols and i think it's just like what you say the commercialization of the western carols and the classics they will always be popular so if you really are interested you have to actually go out and find them yep. um go and attend the local christmas concerts see if your church is doing anything um go and do some research on some of the local composers and what they have written so you can get an opportunity to expose uh, yourself to the local carols and you will find some of these the ones we sang on facebook also if you look up uh symphony choir of johannesburg mm. you'll find them symphony choir of johannesburg you'll find them there because i just saw today that someone had put them up on facebook oh wonderful so some of the south african ones are there all right we've got another voice note all i want for christmas is you I don't want a lot for Christmas There is just one thing that I, that I don't care about The presents underneath the Christmas tree I just want you for my own Make my wish come true All I want for Christmas Thank you so much. Our first brave singer singing All I Want for Christmas is You. And I don't know, Richard, if you watched uh, one of my favorite movies. I watch it every year. Love Actually. And the young Olivia Nelson performs 
that song with some serious pipes on her. Yeah. Um, and they did a beautiful little rendition there. Um, have you had any experience actually with some brilliant child performers that you can share? I have. We've performed actually with quite a lot of young people mm. over the years. Um, uh, at Starlight Classics, not necessarily, I'm not only talking Christmas now, yes, yes. but we had a fantastic young guy from Gebecha yes. called Like Boy. They have amazing singers. A P.E. Ugebecha. Because they, they have a very rich choral very situation rich. Happen, happening there. And Like Boy was fantastic. He was about, I don't know, 12 or 13 at the time. Yeah, we've had lots of, of young singers Erin Beck, she's a bit older now, but when she was 12 or 13, fantastic singer. So, and we have lots of talent, and people are not shy of standing up in South Africa. They just, you know, stand up and give it to them. Definitely. And it's fantastic to see young people. And that was a young person singing now. Definitely, yeah. yes. So yes. whoever it was, well done. Well done, and yeah. thank you so much. Um, Sibs says, so, so beautiful. I'm singing at the top of my soloist voice. Thank you very much. Another one unsigned says, what beautiful voices the two of you have. Thank you. Here's another voice note. Uh, uh, what's that, what's that song? Um, I love it. I don't know the lyrics. But it goes na 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 pa ra pa pam 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 pam. I know Black Mambazo um did a, a a version of it last year. If you can play that one, the little drummer boy. I mean, what a classic. Yeah. So what you was the lyrics are come they told me, pa rum pa pam pam. Yeah. Can you tell us the story of the little drummer boy? I, to be honest, I don't know the story of the little drummer boy. I know the carol. And in fact, when we did a concert, uh, I think it was in Cape Town. Yes. Uh, someone, we were doing an encore. Okay, yes. And someone shouted from the back, where's the little drummer boy? <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to do it. And Well, we didn't do it because we had something else prepared. I don't know the story of the little drummer boy. Come, they told me. Pa -ra -pa -pam -pam. A, a newborn new king to find. Pa -ra -pa -pam -pam. And Our yeah. finest gifts we bring, pa ra pa pam pam, to yeah. lay before the king, pa ra pa pam pam, ra pa pam pam. I think what's so interesting is how creative composers had yeah. to get because between the three kings, right, the star, and then it's like, no, but there has to be a drummer boy that actually also came to see the king being born, which is, is one that everybody absolutely knows and loves. Yeah. And it, it also, emphasizes that whatever you've got to bring as a gift, you can bring your gift yes. to the newborn king, whether it's as a drummer or bringing gold or frankincense or myrrh or being able to do a handstand or yes. whatever it is, you can bring your gift to the new king. We have a caller and all of you can continue to chat to us. O double one double eight three oh seven oh two in the WhatsApp line O seven two seven oh two one seven oh two. Gino in Mayerton, how are you? Ah, fine, my darling. Have you got a Christmas carol for us? Yeah, um, my favourite singer, beautiful singer, uh, Johnny Mathis. Mm. And when a child is born. Oh. You have okay. to start from the beginning, Gino. No, no, my voice is not that good anymore. <laughs> used to be. No, it's a, listen, it's no, no one's judging singing, it's all in the spirit. <sighs> Must be dark. Not when I was uh, 15 <laughs> or, or 40. No more. 
I, and I think and when, I a, when a child is born, it's quite a beautiful one. And thank you for that, Gino. How does it start again? There we go. When a child is born, but I have to be honest, I prefer our pronunciation in singing because she just said, this comes to pass, this comes to pass, instead of this comes to pass. (laughs) You see, it depends what tradition you're brought up in. I just feel like the intonation musically sounds better with pa instead of a. Ah, yeah, yes, the a. Ah. a very open sound. <laughs> yes, yeah. definitely. You see, now we're getting into the subtleties. And, and, and from your perspective, I mean, obviously we bias being British. And um, having sung uh, in choirs. Yes, and yeah. having sung choirs. Um, some, you know, are there specific songs that you feel like actually the U.S. has produced the, the best or Europe produced the best? Well, I have to say, when we do carols, sometimes we, if it's an American carol, we do use an American uh, pronunciation just to be in keeping with the style. Yes. Because style is a very particular thing, and, and I think sometimes it needs that. So you say answer instead of answer. Yes. Depending on the context. Everything is about the context. And my choir, they joke about this because I always say to them, hey, guys, it's about context. Yes. We have to have the context right. They'll laugh. If any of them are listening, they'll laugh yes. about context. Um, yeah, it's all about context and what fits and what doesn't fit and that sort of thing. I mean, you just have to – that's my job as the choir master or the person in charge of the concert – to make the decision about what style we're going to sing it in. So I'm going to be a little bit biased, okay? I'm moving very far away from the traditional. Um, But before I I move away from the traditional, I quickly want to take a caller. We have Renee in Kensington. Hi, Renee. Hi, Rilibokhila, and hi to Richard. Yes, go ahead. Thank you. Rilibokhila, I just want to say something. If there's one person in the world that I'd love to live and never ever die, it is Richard Koch. He truly is the best conductor ever. Not only that, he has a way of involving people when he, when he performs with the orchestra. And he can explain difficult pieces of music in the most simplest ways in that you can understand it. I've met him on several occasions and he undoubtedly is. He just has a beautiful spirit about him. Oh. That's the one thing I want to say. The other thing that I want to ask him is, uh, when are we seeing the Nelson Mandela Christmas carols? When are we having that? Uh, uh, you mean Nelson, that, at the, Nelson Mandela Square? Yes, yeah, I, yes. I don't know what happened. I don't, did they do anything in Nelson Mandela Square this year? I, I, don't, I didn't hear of anything. Yeah, I'm asking 702 because they're, <laughs> close, they're close by here. Uh, we can find out and see. Yeah. But, Renee, thank you for bringing that up because what maybe then we can do is share some spaces that um, you can go to if you do want to hear carols. We'll put some places together and share them with you on Friday. Maybe it's something you want to do with the kids. Um, and, and on that, tell me about carolers. Because yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 in my, in my like fantasy life, every December I'm a carol and I'm going around singing outside 
people's houses, but it's not in South Africa because, well, it's South Africa. Yeah, well, th- there were groups of people who used to travel around, move around from house to house yes. singing carols, uh, and it was a very popular pastime, and people used to give them food or money or whatever it was. Yes. And, yeah, but times have changed. I think that's what's happened. And it was very popular at one time in, uh, in various places. I remember doing carols around here. Yes. Just wandering around the streets singing carols outside people's homes and getting a mince pie or a glass of wine or whatever it was. Um, and there are carols specifically written for that. They're called uh, wassail carols. Mm. And they have a sort of marching feel. Da-dum, ba-dum, 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 ba-da. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dee, da-da-dee, da-da-da-da. Love and joy come to you and to you your wassail too. And wassail means like be healthy. It's like, yes. a, like saying cheers. Yes. Um, and those were very popular. And I think in a way, singing in public places takes the place of that. And I don't know what's happened to the Santon carols. They were yes. very popular. We used to pack that. Santon, Nelson Mandela Square. I think I'm going to put you under the <laughs> I think it should be 702 carols. Oh, you know, wow. You know, okay. we used to do Mother's Day concert at the zoo. Mm. And for years, we used to get 10,000 people at the zoo. Yes. It was fantastic. So we could have 702 carols in Nelson Mandela Square. There's ho- a challenge. I, I hope the bosses are listening. Let's Listen, bosses. <laughs> Let's go to Willie in Olivedale. Willie, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? Good, I don't know good. if this was under the Christmas carols, but it's an a very popular one. Have yourself a merry little oh. Christmas. <laughs> Keep singing, <laughs> Willie. Hey, no, I don't know all the words. Let your if, heart. If the fates allow. Where will we together then? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. There, there is quite green. Oh, no, From now on, <laughs> your troubles will be miles away. Beautiful, it's a Willie. Beautiful song. Beautiful song. Be- yeah. A merry little Christmas now. There uh, we go. Willie and Olive Dale. Oh, that is another one. The Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Uh, what do you know about that song? Well, the, there were songs like that that were sort of about Christmas, not necessarily about the Christmas story, but about the festival of yes. Christmas. Um People like Frank Sinatra would sing that, Harry Belafonte. Mm. Uh, and I used to do a whole series of concerts with Nick Nicolaides, mm. a fantastic singer who's now gone to live in Canada. And we used to sing all those songs at old age homes. They and I mean, that, you, you, yeah. think, you think about those lyrics that here we are as in olden days, happy golden days yeah. of your faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us. Yeah. Once more. And because Christmas is that time when families get together, old friends get together, and they've got, there's a big emotional side to Christmas as well. I mean, not just the Christmas story, but the, the human side of Christmas. Mm. When people get together, share food, share memories, share gifts, share love. Let's listen to another voice note. Hi, Rile Bukhile. You know what? Let me shock you. I'm a Muslim. But when it comes, there's nothing that I love listening to than Christmas songs. And the little drama boy, ah, classic. I used to work for a company uh, where when it, when it came to 
Christmas time, we would listen to music, Christmas songs only, and classic, not just, not the latest ones, classic. Oh man, Little Drama Boy played. I actually, last week I downloaded it on my Apple Music uh-huh. as part of my classic, and I listen in my, in my car. Charles Kensington. Which just goes to prove, Charles, it is universal music. You know, you could be of whatever faith, um, but the music is so universal. We've got Tummy in Praetorian. Tummy, what are you singing for us? Hi, on I Divine. Don't touch the voice. I just love the song. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Oh, on your knees. Oh, he. Tommy, you can sing. What do you mean? Don't judge them. I mean, did you hear that vibrato, Richard? Fantastic. That vibrato that you beautiful. The oh. emotion. Yes. I hope you're gonna be singing for your family after lunch, ne? No, I just sang at the Christmas choir in the background. Like then at the back of the stage people didn't even recognize. No, you're a soloist now, girl. Take your take your stage at the head of the lunch table. Um I, I can't believe we run out of time and a message says thank you so much for the lovely song. This is so heartbreaking. My mom sang in a choir and this week the choir and the Pretoria Youth String Orchestra will be performing. All that is gone. The youth grew old and the choir have passed. Richard is undoubtedly an excellent Conductor, blessed be. I'm not crying, just something in my eyes. Thank you so much. So, what I want to do, Richard, is close on one of my favorites, but this version in particular, Hark the Herald. Quickly tell us something about Hark the Herald. Uh, this tune was written by Felix Mendelssohn, who grew up as a young Jewish boy, but the family converted, uh, and he added Bartholdi to his surname. They became Mendelssohn Bartholdi. And he wrote some incredible music. And this is one of his tunes, one of the best. Now listen to this particular version. Take six. Hark the herald angel sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Nations rise, join the triumph of the skies with angelic hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to talk about this for hours our fantastic guest richard cock thank you so much i I don't have words it's been a pleasure and i just love listening to your listeners singing to us it's so fantastic and thank you all for phoning in for the messages and happy christmas to all of you happy christmas